Welcome to the Ignite Physio Podcast. This is episode number 18, and I'm your host, Andrew Kopian. So uh, before we jump into the episode today, I obviously, uh, you know, there's been a little bit of a hiatus in terms of my podcast episodes, and I want to apologize for that. I was actually uh, had a really nasty cold for a few weeks, and uh, just finally starting to feel better now, so I'm getting back on track in terms of doing these uh, podcast episodes. So today we are going to be continuing uh, the series on difficult conversations, and I think it's uh, such a great topic, uh, and one that I think we often don't talk about as physiotherapists, and how do we actually uh, navigate these kind of conversations more effectively. And uh, this series is based on a book called Difficult Conversations, How to Discuss What Matters Most. And it's uh, by the author Stone, Patton, and Heen uh, from the Harvard Negotiation Project. And it's a book that I've had for a number of years and I keep coming back to as a a great reference um, for how to navigate uh, conversations that can be challenging, uh, whether that's personally or professionally. And so uh, today we're going to be talking about blame. And I think that whenever we're in a conversation where things get heated, there's emotion, there's a lot of significance for both parties. It's really easy to get stuck in um, blame. And the authors of the book, they uh, coined this phrase called the blame frame, uh, really where you know we end up being in a conversation where people just get uh, put on the defensive and it's really tough to move things forward uh, in the relationship or the situation, whatever you're dealing with. And I think the challenge is that it feels really natural and also legitimate for us to blame the other person. You know, if someone drops the ball with a patient file, you know, we can feel like it's really appropriate that they're to blame or, you know, it can be anything more significant than that as well. And I think uh, we end up feeling very... um, justified in blaming the other person. But the problem is that blame actually just creates an impasse in the conversation and in the relationship. And uh, the reason it creates an impasse is because our natural human reaction is actually just to get defensive when someone blames us. And it's really easy for us to retreat into our own shell for protection. So as we know that the blame frame, it really doesn't help us uh, move things forward. Um, And really blaming another person, it really just focuses on the past. And really our goal in these kind of conversations is how do we move things forward? So we have to shift the conversation and mindset from one of blame to contribution. And the authors highlight there's really a big difference between blame and contribution. You know, blame is about judgment, whereas contribution is about understanding. You know, blame is about the past, whereas contribution is about the future. So if we can uncover our contribution to the situation, it allows us to really be able to explore how complex and and sort of multifaceted these interactions can be with others. And... I think it's important to recognize that when we are looking at our contribution, we're not agreeing that it's an equal 50-50 split. The goal isn't to figure out, well, who contributed more to this problem, and but rather it's to say, well, how did we each come to this situation? How do we contribute to this problem? And what this does is it allows um, our defensiveness uh, mechanisms to come down, and it helps us to move forward in terms of trying to figure out some resolution and a new context for interaction in the future. Now, I think there's, uh, you know, there's definitely some, you know, misconceptions around uh, this conversation, this concept of contribution. And the authors highlight, they said, you know, finding your contribution doesn't in any way uh, negate the other person's contribution. You know, it's taken both of you to get into this mess and will probably take both of you to get out. And uh, one of the misconceptions that we can have is that we somehow need to forget about our feelings if we're going to let go of the blame frame. But what happens is that blaming another person actually makes us, you know, it helps us hide the emotions that we're feeling and it focuses on the other person. So it's 
it's easier to think or say to someone, you know, you screwed up, it's your fault, as opposed to actually expressing, I feel angry that you added more work to my day and I had to leave work late again. And so if we actually drop that blame frame, we actually can start to explore the emotions that are going on. And uh, we're moving actually now to that contribution conversation. And we're also getting a, a more in touch with what's actually going with, uh, on with us in terms of our emotions. And so if we find ourselves feeling stuck in this uh, blame frame and we just feel like we have this urge to blame the other person, uh, they recommend uh, asking ourselves two questions. First off, they said, you know, what feelings am I failing to express? And has the other person acknowledged my feelings? Which I think is important too, because if we don't feel acknowledged in our feelings, well, now it's easier to, again, sort of stay uh, in that uh, continuum of blaming the other person. So we may say, hey, you know what, I see how the other person has contributed to the situation, but I'm not really seeing how I have contributed to this problem. And the authors highlight um, a few different ways that we can contribute to, you know, a difficult situation uh, that we may not necessarily be aware of. Um, The first is that we may just actually uh, engage in avoidance. And, you know, it's one of those sort of very passive slash passive aggressive approaches that we can use where we just actually uh, ignore that person, we ignore the problem, and we may end up actually talking to other people about the problem without necessarily interacting with the person who we have the issue with. And really, it's a way that we're actually contributing to the ongoing issues and problems of the uh, relationship. Second area is that we may actually be unapproachable. So depending on our personality style, we may actually contribute to creating a barrier with our interaction. So by being too, you know, temperamental or hypersensitive or argumentative or unfriendly, that's not going to be conducive for the other person wanting to actually bring up things with you. Third is that we may actually just come with different backgrounds, different communication styles, relationship styles, and how our worldview, uh, our worldview basically just shapes our relationships and our interactions. And because it's so close to us, we're not even aware of that. And sometimes it's worthwhile to take a step back and say, hang on a second, how is my background or how is my philosophy around relationships actually influencing uh, this interaction and this situation that I'm in? The last uh, way that we can actually contribute is just our assumptions about people's roles. So whether a role as a therapist or a role as a manager or a role as a spouse, uh, you know, sometimes our assumptions about our roles or their roles can, again, contribute to a challenging situation. So what the authors recommend is actually mapping out our contribution system. So it's useful to actually just take a bit of a step back and explore our contributions, both sides. Uh, So it's worthwhile to list out our contributions as well as theirs. And this is, you know, a worthwhile exercise to do journaling time or uh, just sort of self-reflection time so that we can actually, again, start to see how really it takes two to tango. And even if we, you know, if we're having a really hard time figuring out what our contribution is, the authors, you know, suggest doing a role reversal and ask yourself uh, what you're contributing from the other person's perspective. Or also another suggestion they have is take a step back and play the role of distant observer. So can you explain or describe the situation, you know, as this third party observer in a neutral, non-judgmental way? And again, this might, again, help to provide a little bit of that perspective to see how we're potentially uh, contributing to the situation. So this contribution system, I think, is important because it really helps us to get a clearer picture of how each person is involved here. And I think it also helps us to move things forward. So when we have a better understanding of how we each have contributed to the situation, we can also now start to look forward and say, okay, well, how can I uh, behave differently? 
you know, moving forward with this relationship. And I think it also then allows you to make specific requests of the other person in terms of how they can change their contribution uh, so that it's just a more healthy uh, relationship and interaction in the future. And so I think the key thing is, is that shifting from blame to contribution isn't letting the other person off the hook, that you have to sort of somehow take on all the responsibility uh, for what's going on. But what it does do is it helps to, again, or sort of how we each come to this situation and make you know the situation what it is. And I think really the end of the day, moving from blame to contribution allows us to move the conversation, move the relationship forward in a more healthy and more productive way. So I hope that's helpful in terms of this topic of blame. I think it's definitely one that is really easy to get stuck in and it really creates a huge impasse in relationship. And so in our next podcast episode, we're going to be talking about the feelings conversation, which I think is really closely linked to uh, the, this topic of blame and contribution. So we'll uh, touch base uh, next time here. Take care.